0: Welcome to our next episode of Prosperity Builders. And um, we are really excited about our new guest today. And Scott, you want to tell us a little bit about her?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, well Disha Sanasi, we had uh, a great opportunity to chat over the phone and maybe interact a little bit you know, over the course of the last couple of years just in real estate transactions. And so it's such yep. a pleasure to have you here. So thanks for joining thanks. us.
2: Thanks Scott. Thanks Karen. Thanks Prosperity Builders overall. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here and just talk a little bit about our our new branding.
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that's been exciting is watching um, new agents flourish. And so we've kind of watched Disha's business begin to grow and flourish. Uh, over the last couple of years so tell us a little bit about you and how you got involved in real estate because that's kind of an interesting story
2: yeah so it happened um probably about about six years ago so i real estate's actually all i've really ever done in my adult life Mm -hmm. um, per se so i went to uncg graduated from there and I started working for ADP which is kind of like a human resource and payroll company. Mm -hmm. Um, At ADP it took me just about six months to really hate it (laughs) and that's nothing against the company. The company was great and the you know the culture was great it was just it wasn't for me. Working for someone else having to be told you know you need to be here at this time and whatnot it just didn't work for me very well Mm -hmm. and I think at heart, I was kind of always meant to be a realtor, and I know that sounds very cliche, but um, back in high school, I had known an older real estate agent, someone who I'm sure people in the area probably know pretty well. But, um, you can she measure. Okay, well, perfect. Yeah. So, so <coughs> Linda Faircloth was yeah. a um, realtor at Caldwell Banker. Yeah. She recently passed away last year, mm-hmm. so um, that was a little bit you know, kind of a weak moment for me, but she kind of gave me my first introduction to real estate and she allowed me to kind of shadow her um, through open houses, things like that, when I was in high school. So just starting from that pretty early, you know, 17, 18 years old around there, um, she kind of put that in my head (laughs) and, Ultimately, I I actually didn't want to go to college and I wanted to get a real estate license and thank God for parents because (laughs) they stopped me and they were like, hey, think about this. You know, to get anywhere you need a college degree, really think about going to college. Mm -hmm. And I um, ultimately went to UNCG and then, you know, they kind of said, if you still want to do real estate later on, do it then. And I'm so glad they did that because I, at 18, would have been an epic failure. <laughs> Whereas at 22, I had gained some maturity and could really figure out, you know, how to, how to start running a business. Mm-hmm. So um, ultimately, I mean, it, it took me a week to decide mm-hmm. to quit my job, sell my car, get a less expensive car payment, and live off of the money that I had saved up and um, join a real estate firm in the triad and sell real estate. And um, by the time, like I told Scott, by the time that I got my first real estate commission check, I had about $500 left in my bank account from everything I had saved. So it was really kind of like a, a make it or go home I mean, do something else. Find another job. Absolutely. Find a, you a you salary. brought up a really
0: good point, and I, I think a lot of people don't realize is when you first start in the business, mm-hmm. it's not like all of a sudden you start yeah. making sales, and you um, mm-hmm. it takes six eight months yeah. sometimes yep. for someone to make that first sale. Yes. So you were really smart. I think that's something that a lot of people could take from this is um, save. Yes. Have at mm-hmm. least six months yes. worth of savings yep. before you ever get into the business. Yep. And that, I don't know, who, maybe Linda <laughs> maybe told they. you that. Yeah, and no, I think she did. She did. That was really smart of yeah. her, and that was probably the best advice.
2: I mean, she definitely she me. ingrained it in me. And originally, when I, you know, found what real estate company I was going to go to, mm-hmm. um, I had kind of made a deal with the broker in charge there, and I said, okay, it's April now. How about this i'll save up money until august i'll go to real estate school in august and that was on a saturday morning and by um my brother-in-law jokes because he's like this is he's like on saturday you had a job on wednesday you (laughs) were doing something else um and it's true because by sunday night i had signed up for real estate school and um by monday morning i was going Mm. in at 5 a.m. to empty my cube so that wow. no one noticed I was leaving so quickly and I didn't have to do it, you know, with everyone there, but no, I, I just kind of, I went in when the work day started and I was like, I gotta go, this isn't for me. Right. And um, actually from ADP, two other uh, girls from there actually went into real estate Did they really? kind of right after me. Yeah. Wow. I had a good like year of success. Mm-hmm. and. Um, they both actually, I think one of them's still in real estate, the other one, I think is kind of taking a break, but nothing more attractive uh,
1: than seeing someone else succeed. Yes. And you're like, I want some of that. Yeah, right? for sure. Yes. It's sure.
2: contagious. Yeah. I mean, it's contagious. And, you know, same thing. It goes back to, um, something I thought about before is I kind of realized that, um, maybe that this, this is what I was going to be good mm. at. And if it was you know, going to be meant for me, then I would do well in it. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't, then I'd have to get out of it. And I'd have to kind of accept that I tried and go back to what nine to five or eight to five pay was like. Sure. And for me, it was, you know, the motivation primarily was helping families and then making money. Mm -hmm. And I figured if I put my head down, do the work, the money will come. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've always been.
1: Yeah. Well, there's nothing like, we talked about this on the phone, and Karen just touched on it too, was there's nothing like that sense of urgency yes. to create motivation in yeah. you to do what was necessary because I think a lot of folks might go into it with the idea like, oh, this is going to be an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And when bills need to be paid and you've only got $500 yeah. in the account, it's like, <laughs> I've got to close. And mom and dad aren't yeah. there to support you. Exactly. right yeah. exactly. i got to close yeah. deals. How yeah. did that form you as you kind of began, you know, really launching your real estate career, that sense of urgency? and
2: the sense of urgency for me was pretty real. Mm -hmm. And fortunately enough, I I have great parents Mm -hmm. and they, if I needed the help right, would have helped Mm -hmm. me. But there's a part of me that's very prideful Mm -hmm. and that's like, nope, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking the help from anyone. And um, I think that's really what created that sense of urgency and really to be better than I was before. Um, I had a really sloppy, like upbringing in terms of high school. And it was, there was a part of me that was like, I need to not be that mm-hmm. anymore. And the urgency was to prove to myself, oh. prove to my family, and then prove to my bank account that yeah. I could do it. And there was that, um, just that urgency from that. And I mm-hmm. think there's a difference between wanting to do well and mm-hmm. needing to do well, mm-hmm. right? Wow. And they're huge because I, see a lot of agents now who come into real estate and you know and it's no fault of theirs but the need to do well isn't necessarily there therefore the daily actions to actually do well also don't I exist think that with is it so that's a very right? good point. yeah yeah the
1: need to do well versus the want to do yeah. well yeah. wow
2: yeah i'm sure yeah. you know most successful agents that you talk to yeah. are probably saying the same thing is yeah. that they needed you yeah. do better. Well,
1: we interviewed we've also <coughs> talked with Chris Papalardo and Beth mm-hmm. Sauer over the mm-hmm. over the last few episodes mm-hmm. and that same theme ran through is I had to succeed. Yep. I didn't I didn't have an option to provide for my family. I, I had to really And there was that need. There yes. was the need. It's yes. that need or what yes. everyone else says your why. Yes. What yes. is your why? Yep.
0: And what motivates you to continue going? Mm-hmm. So as you you grew and you you know grew as an individual agent now you've come out with this new you're rebranding yourself yes. and rebranding yourself mm-hmm. with a couple other ages correct yes. and mm-hmm. so Absolutely. tell us a little bit about how the name came,
2: and okay, uh, <laughs> We'll let,
1: and we'll let you tell the name because it's really cool. Yes. Yeah.
2: So the name of it is the Hive Real Estate. Um, Hive, H I V E. Yes, H I V E. and Associates. Um, we're powered by Berkshire Hathaway, mm-hmm. and um, really the need for the name came from the fact that you know slowly but surely I have got three girls who are agents that are uh, working on my team now, and we've got one admin, but those three girls really were having to use my name for everything. And the only is, you know, a lot of agents do that mm-hmm. and a lot of agents have, you know, whatever real estate group or whatever their name is. Sure. And and that's fine and there's nothing wrong with it. But I wanted the girls to feel like there was some sort of like inclusiveness to this for them and that they had something to be proud of and something to be a part of that wasn't just growing my name so Mm -hmm. the the name of it was really meant to be expandable in the terms of you know everyone else anyone else Mm. in the future who joins us doesn't feel like they're just working to grow me right they want to i want them to feel like they're working to grow themselves sure and anywhere else that they go they can kind of say oh okay this is where i worked and um, feel proud of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the bottom line. And then, you know, there's kind of a twofold thing to this <laughs> is that my husband and I are getting our first set of bees this spring. That's right. So we'll be amateur beekeepers. Um, it's something I've always been interested in. And he's very much like me. And we're interested in very um, like holistic things and mm-hmm. very nature driven things. Mm-hmm. So our first set of bees is Part of why I wanted to go with the hive, mm-hmm. um, I feel like bees are incredible units. They work well together. They're efficient. They each have their task and their jobs right. that they're good at, and that's kind of how our team runs right now. Is that um, you know we know that Crystal on our team is great with social media and planning and organizational mm. things and whatnot. So. Um, You know, tomorrow at our team meeting, we're going to be covering some social media training that she's going to lead. It doesn't always have to be me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Kelsey's great with um, just being thoughtful in general. And then um, Danielle's got a lot of connections in the area. She's been around here forever and tons of people know her, especially from previous jobs that she's had. And so I think everyone brings something to the table that Mm -hmm. I may not have. You know, all of it, all encompassed. But it's kind of a well-oiled machine. Mm. And then I could never forget Tia because she is what keeps us all. Holds on everyone track. together, right? Yes, <laughs> she's exactly. the
1: queen bee, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> she's the queen yes. Bee, right.
2: she holds us all accountable for what we've got going on, what we're doing, when things are due. Mm-hmm. Um, she is our paperwork <clears throat> queen, <clears throat> and um, that's you know we need her.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you transition? You know, you, you started in real estate. You had kind of gotten a, uh, a little bit, some great life lessons from Linda, mm-hmm. which is great. Linda yep. was a mentor to mm-hmm. a lot of people over yes. the years yep. um, and an icon in our industry. So yep. you, you really got a, a great I start. I <laughs> You yeah. did start there. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, how did you start? You, you probably, I don't know that you had a great sphere of influence, did you? No. How did you begin? you know, cultivating that because I know when we talked, you had uh, a pretty fantastic first six months in the business.
2: Yes, I did. Um, so when I was, I was with Jason Bramblett mm-hmm. to begin with. So that is where I went. And um, and honestly, it was a great place to start. Mm-hmm. So within my my first six months in the business, really it was like my first four, I think it was right over like three or four million or so. Um, in volume and and production. So, um, I can't remember if it it was that exactly. Was that all
1: buyer agency kind of work? (laughs) Yes,
2: exactly. So, I was just a buyer's agent Mm -hmm. for Jason Bramblett um, for about three years. Mm -hmm. And um, it taught me, you know, how to kind of read the room on both sides. Mm -hmm. Because by the time I got to Berkshire Hathaway and started listing homes and things like that, I knew what buyers would be looking at because at that point, I had really cultivated all of the knowledge from just working with buyers. So, um, when I started in real estate, I was 22. Mm -hmm. At 22, not very many of your friends are buying houses. Mm -hmm. Their parents don't trust you yet. They don't know anything about, you know, how you would treat their home or whatnot. So, um, getting sphere of influence leads was really minimal. Um, but the good thing is that he ran a team where he was <coughs> providing leads. And um, cold calling was a thing of every day. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every day, you kind of had to pound the phones away to, um, try, to try to get business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I really learned how to cu- cultivate long-term relationships. Um, you guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have several clients who are two, three-year works in progress from the time we meet to the time they close. And the reason why I kind of hone into the girls that I have on my team as as to why that's so important is I'm like, okay, just because they're not buying tomorrow or next month or next year, I'm like, they might buy in two years Mm -hmm. and you still need money in two Mm -hmm. years. And you still need to be able to feed your families and do all Mm -hmm. that and they're they're still gonna need a home. So really building those relationships and being patient and just kind of working with integrity and just being very transparent mm-hmm. is what we like to do. Mm-hmm. That's our motto. Your, essentially. your niche, yeah. Yes. So,
1: what's that cultivation process look like for you?
2: For us, um, you know, it's really touching base with people at the beginning. So, today, we, um, Kelsey and I, met with a buyer. Mm-hmm. And it's really gonna be Kelsey's buyer. It was more her watching me conduct that first appointment. Mm-hmm. And um, and we, you know, sat in with him, went over what everything looks like as far as purchasing. The things that he needs to know initially, you know, mm-hmm. what's due diligence money, what's earnest money, how does it work, et cetera. Right. What does the market look like? Um, and we talked a little bit more about, you know, how how this market is pretty, scary. Yeah. And it gave him a good idea of what he has to look forward to. Even though he's not buying in Ju- until July,
0: right.
2: we're starting to create that relationship. Mm-hmm. And along the way, we're gonna you know, get him pre-qualified and help him with that journey as well. So it's really just starting and planting that seed um, and taking it all the way to the finish line, no matter you know, really how long it takes.
0: You're, so they know, love, and trust you.
2: Yes. <laughs> Those are really the things yeah. that you're yeah. doing
0: is building that relationship yep. so that they know you, they love you, and they yep. trust you mm-hmm. for that whole process. Yeah, that's very important. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And you've done a great yeah. job of that over the years. I know just as many <coughs> uh, past client referrals that you get is because they know, love, and trust yep. Karen Foster. Oh. And so yep. you've done a great job. It's there. important. Yeah, it's oh. important. Yes. Yes. It's Absolutely. good that you do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the questions I always love to ask as we wrap up, and I, always, I really only ask this of the agents, is yeah. so if money weren't an object, what would you do for a living?
2: Okay, so <laughs> um, this is always a good question for me, but it's actually really easy for me to answer this. I would own and run a farm. Mm. Um, if money wasn't an objective, I would spend my time at home, mm. we would have all sorts of animals or all sorts of farm animals, really. Yeah. And Cows? And yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, so what I'd have my chickens? eye on, <laughs> yes, I absolutely I would love, yes, you gotta have chickens. i yeah. love, would love to have chickens. I'd love to have like sheep and mm-hmm. goats mm-hmm. And, and bees, yep, bees Definitely and horses. Bees. Uh-huh. Horses are a big one. Um, and I think, you know, and like a, a miniature cow, mm-hmm. maybe not the mm-hmm. big cows, mm-hmm. but like the miniature cows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I had mentioned to you, yeah. and we wouldn't be slaughtering anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. They would just really be just a, there. A place, yeah. a
1: place for peace yeah. and enjoyment. Yes, more yeah, like so. an
2: animal sanctuary, yeah. maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. instead of a farm, like not a working farm, but an animal sanctuary mm-hmm. of, you know, rehabilitating mm-hmm. herd animals or things like that. If money wasn't an object, that is what my heart would So how to
1: you do you get there? What's that look like to get- I
2: keep working. <laughs> yeah.
1: How do you- You're do you, young you, enough.
2: You've
0: got yeah, that
1: goal. Exactly. How do you work smarter and not harder? What does yeah. that look like?
2: <clears throat> I think um, smarter is, you know, making sure that our systems are in place and mm-hmm. our processes are in place and that everyone can kind of work as a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, and I'll be honest with you, we've had had a handful of other people ask if they could come and join us, mm-hmm. and right now I've said no. And I'm, I'm saying no because it's not that I'm going to say no forever. It's just that I have to make sure that the three people that are working with me, that I feel partially responsible for their career <laughs> at this point. And I yeah. don't take that lightly. Mm-hmm. And I just need to make sure that they are getting to where they want to be and they need to be mm-hmm. in order for me to say, okay, yes, I can comfortably teach someone else, mm-hmm. you know, how to be on our team and to get to where they want to go. Um, what I don't want is to sacrifice our quality mm-hmm. over quantity um, because I feel like just adding in a lot of agents and not giving them that's the right advice. structure is not going to be beneficial for me and it's not going to be beneficial yeah. for them.
1: Excellent. That's such great advice. Yeah.
2: That is good. Yep. Well,
0: we're excited for you. Yes. And Thank you. Congratulations Thank on you. your new venture and new yes. branding. Yep. And right. we look forward to... Hearing and seeing more
2: about you. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And thank Thank you you guys so much for having me.
1: Absolutely. Never been
2: on a podcast. Well,
1: you know, it's really cool. The first (laughs) first of many, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Karen, you want to take us home?
0: Well, thank you for watching and look forward to our next broadcast um, coming soon.
1: Yeah. Guys, have a great night.